Welcome to The Ripple Effect with Soria, where we discuss personal development, the entrepreneurial journey, and impact. Here is your host, Armando Soria. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to The Ripple Effect with Soria. I'm your host, Armando Soria. Today, I have a very special guest that I'm very excited to introduce you to. But first, just a quick reminder that if you find any value in what we share, what we discuss, what we talk about, do us a favor, subscribe, share the show. It helps us get more ears and eyes on us, which in turn helps us create the impact that we're after. So today, my guest is transformational strategist, Jamie Herena. Jamie, what is up? I am really excited to be here. I feel like it's been a long time coming. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt it really has. And I introduced you as a transformational strategist. However, there's there's a little bit more to it than that. Um, we, we talked about it a little bit that there are, there are some overlaps between, uh, our community, your community, our community. Uh, but, uh, for the sake of the listeners who may have not had the opportunity to get to know you or work with you, or, or, you know, could you do me a favor and just start off by maybe introducing yourself, telling us, um, what it is that you do, how you got to it. And just a little bit of your background, that'd be awesome. Because I mean, if, if. I personally, you know, had no idea what a transformational strategist was in addition to the other uh, certifications and titles that you hold. So please. I, I It's always funny because I feel like it's a conversation starter. Maybe that's why I came up with the title because everyone's like, what is that? I'm like, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, um, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, a transformational strategist is just someone who understands the journey through transformation and To be honest, the reason why I started this work is because of my own personal story through transformation. Really, all I do is I help people understand that the life that they were created into and the experiences that they've endured in their life don't have to be a life sentence, that it could actually just be part of the process of the evolution of becoming the person that you desire to be and to strive to the potential that you desire for this lifetime. And our lifetime is just so short. And oftentimes we kind of get in a loop and we believe that our life circumstances is all we will ever receive. And I'm just here to show people that if you can understand that we can actually use those stories, use those pains, use those traumas, use those adversities Mm. that we thought was a problem, we can actually use them for good. We can use them as to our advantage. And there's so many skills that actually come out of these hard experiences that we utilize for empowerment. And so that's really all I do. Yeah, no, no, that's it. (laughs) Not not a big deal. I mean, what, what an undertaking, right? And I mean, that's huge. And to it, you know, there's, there's obviously a big reason how you, you know, why you do what you do. And um, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about that, that story of yours, because it's, it's pretty profound, uh, if you don't mind. Yeah, thank you. Honestly, I'm, I'm every statistic, right? I'm, I was a Latina raised in poverty. I was on government assistance. I was sexually abused starting from the age of two to 13 years old. I was a high school dropout. I was a young mother. I was divorced. I was all of these things. I was raised in a household without a father. And so when you look at my life story, I should be the statistic, right? I should be 
still on, you know, still potentially on the streets. I should be working a, a job, not making any money, barely surviving. But mm. I guess what shifted for me and, and what helped me understand that I don't need that is the understanding that familiarity oftentimes feels like truth. Yes. What feels familiar oftentimes feels like our identity. But I chose to look at what could be possible for my life. And one of the first memories that started to shift my belief was um, I was actually, I was working at the YMCA. Mm -hmm. I was, I want to say like 16 or 17 years old. Yeah. And a family who absolutely adored me at the YMCA and they pulled me aside and they're like, hey, can you nanny or triplets? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I ended up getting fired from the YMCA for taking <laughs> this side this side job with this family. But this family actually took me in. And so I was a live-in nanny at 17 years old for wow. triplets. Wow. That was crazy. I, I dropped out of high school at this time. So I was just working full time. I had other jobs. Um, but this family showed me a beautiful life. Like they lived in a gorgeous multi-million dollar house. They had a beautiful marriage. They had the beautiful children. They had the nice cars and they had the communication. Right. They had the dynamic where you're like, oh, I didn't even know that people communicate in this way to each other. I'm, right. I'm used to eating. I'm used to fists being thrown. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but a witness that gave me the ability to say, oh, I can decide to live this way. But I had to get over a different hurdle. And that hurdle for me was, oh, this is just OK for white people because mm. it was family. So then I had to say, OK, no. Latinas can also have this lifestyle. Blacks can also have this lifestyle, right? right? And so when I was witnessing that, I actually categorized it that way for a while, but I still felt this desire. I still felt like this, this pulling, like, nah, pay attention. It was the Godwings, I call them, the little seeds that are being planted in our life. And that was one of my first ones is witnessing this, this dynamic. And it was so freaking beautiful. And you know, as I gone through life, I just recognized those little moments, those little moments that felt good. And in those moments that feel good, I leaned in when most people lean out, when most people say, nah, that's, that's too good for me, or I'm too good for that, or that's not me, or I could mm -hmm. never have that. I said, well, why not? And I don't know what about me created that or what about me looked for that, but I was born with something inside of me that knew that I was here for more and that I couldn't settle. Wow. That in itself is, is, is powerful. It's you, you, you knew that there was, you, you knew your purpose before knowing it was your purpose, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's but, that. Go ahead. I think it's crazy though, because even with all of the things that I've endured in my life, I didn't know what I was going to do with it. You know, I thought that I was just going through these situations or these hard experiences and I had no idea what to use it for until many, many years later after many more rock bottoms. And it was honestly, I, I want to say the last time life hit rock bottom for me, I realized I had a pattern. Mm -hmm. So after my dad had passed away, I remember running away from home and I just left. I, I left, I packed a suitcase and I moved away to California. Um, this was after the nanny position. I ended up moving back in with my mother and I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. So I moved in with friends. And then from there, I was like 
I'm done. My dad passed away. I've got nothing left here for me. And I, I want to change. I want to, I want a different life. And so I moved from Connecticut and I moved to San Diego, California by myself with a suitcase. And that's it. I sold my wow. car. I sold everything that I owned and I just bounced. And I moved in with my uncle who's a Marine. <laughs> and he was me, what I think 17 or 18 years old at the time was not really raised with parents, right? Was kind of out doing my own thing. Right. In with a Marine uncle who's very <laughs> rules, who's very rigid. Yeah. I mean, that was hard. I lasted less than a month and I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. And so what I realized is after my dad passed away, I ran away, right? Two years after that, I found out that my little brother was murdered by a gang and I ran away from my marriage. So I have this habit of running. Mm. I had this habit of trying to leave situations until I had to realize that I was running away from the evidence of the problems, but I wasn't realizing that I was creating them. Wow. Now, that's not to say that I created my sexual abuse, right? That's not to say that I created the passing of my brother or or my father. I didn't create those, but I created the stories that I was telling myself about them, which caused me to spiral. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Until I took radical responsibility for why I was doing the things that I was doing, it allowed me to no longer be a victim to my stories. What? What was it that created that level of awareness? You know, when what what was the moment that that awareness came and you said, "This is a pattern. I have to stop. I have to break this." I don't think that you know when you're going into it, mm. right? I think that over time you become conscious to it. Um, and now I can tell you that I saw the pattern, right? But for me, to be honest with you, it took many years for me to to actually recognize it as a pattern. But I remember feeling like I didn't like doing it. Mm-hmm. That was enough for me. So I'm coming to you as a wise version of, version of myself to say, this was a pattern. I saw it like hindsight, yeah, right? right. But going through it, it just didn't feel good. I didn't like that every time something happened, I fled. I didn't like that my protective mechanism was to leave. I didn't like that I would close down or harden to keep myself safe, right? right. I was still blaming other people for my problems. I was still blaming situations and circumstances for my inability to find peace. And I remember I hit a rock bottom moment. This was after I decided to leave my ex-husband, who's the father of my daughters. I left him with $48 to my name. I had no college degree. All I had was a um, a certification as a nail technician, which was licensed in California, but I was now living in Virginia. So mm. that wasn't going to support me. I had two daughters that were three and one. I had no plan B. And so honestly, what I did was I joined a network marketing company and I started to scale my life and business from there. And that's where I started. But when I was in this rock bottom place, I didn't want to live anymore. I didn't know... I was dealing with postpartum depression from having my daughters so close together and going through a divorce and just the spiraling, right? Sure. You've got having these new babies, you've got going through a divorce, and then you've got years and years of trauma that you haven't even unpacked. <laughs> and so I hit this point where I'm on the floor of my apartment, just wanting to either take myself out or hands up begging 
for a handout from God. Right. And it was truly in that moment that I just had, it felt like it felt audible, but there was no sound, but it just came and it hit me in the heart. And it said, if you can't find the light, you've got to be it. Wow. And I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that was um, going to create in my life, but it's what I built my life and my business on now. And it's funny because my office that I'm building in my backyard. Yes. The she shed. It signifies that for me on the outside. It's 100% black. And on the inside, it's white. It's going to be white. And so for me, it's that remembrance of there's always light after darkness. When I was going through this and that hit me, I just went to Google and I Googled how to be happy. And I fell in love with personal development. I went down the rabbit hole. I read 16 books in three months. I completely submersed myself in anything personal development. I became obsessed with the mind because for the longest time, I didn't know that we can change it. I just thought that that's what it was. I just thought that you dealt with all of this and you just stacked it on, you hardened and you kept quiet. But the moment I realized that you can change it and it's a computer that you can reprogram over and over and over, depending on where you want to go, that's when the game changed for me. Wow. That's, that's incredible. What a, I mean, what a journey, right? And, uh, and I just, you know, it com- what comes to me right away, it's, it's, uh, I think it's in my let who says um, that you, you're, you're most qualified to help those that like, who you used to be some, some, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my um coach who I absolutely adore, she was my first coach that I ever hired. I actually sold my car <laughs> as a single mom to two girls just to hire this woman. And I'm so glad that I'm did. Um, but she says the same thing. And she says, your ideal client is the former version of yourself. And so I am on a journey to support those who didn't feel like they had the support. And it's, it goes beyond that too. It's, it, it really is taking your story and realizing that your story is gold. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be something that holds you in content. It could be something that actually blossoms you to the experiences of the ripple effect. Right. Right. Of, of how you get to bless other people because of what you've gone through. Imagine the lives that you can change just by sharing your testimony, but you've got to be willing to go through the test to reach the testimony. And some people never have the courage to do it. Right. That, that, yeah, the shadow work, right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's powerful. That's, that's, it's so inspirational and incredible. And that, I think that's what struck. Um, and, uh, I, uh, you know, I remember hearing, um, so I, so you and I, we, we connected. Well, first of all, I, I saw your, we were both part of Arte. We're both part of that group, the coaching program. And I remember scrolling, scrolling, just kind of, you know, scrolling through the, the, the Facebook page, the community page. And I saw your photo and, and your story. And I remember reading that and just being like, wow, that's, that's incredible. Um, as anyone who just heard could, you know, re, you know, could say the same and, you know, life happens, moved on, continued, you know, doing my thing, whatever. And then I remember being out on a walk, um, during 75 hard, <laughs> which I need to get back on. <laughs> uh, but I remember being out on a walk and, um, I was listening to, um, Josh Kosnick's podcast and, um, and you were, you were his guest there. And I remember his introduction of you and he didn't, he hadn't, 
I didn't remember your name from the post, but I, but the way that he introduced you was really profound in that what stood out was you had this incredible story, but you weren't the victim. You're the victor. And and that really like stuck with me because that is who you are and who I've known you to be uh, since we've got to meet each other. Uh, so, and that's a fun story in itself. So uh, that's, that was pretty cool that I actually heard that podcast probably about two weeks before uh, St. Louis where, where you and I met. And so it was funny because now we're in St. Louis, we're at this, you know, this RTA conference and uh, there's two funny stories with that. And number one was you, uh, you saved my friend AD's life by, <laughs> he's going to kill me, but he, uh, our, our, our buddy AD was uh doing what he does. He's blessed with the gift of gab and he was eating at the same time. And, uh, he, <laughs> he started, uh, he started choking and, and it's not, it's not funny, but it was, it's funny now, but not at the time, of course. And I remember he came to find us afterwards cause we weren't with them. And he goes, guys, guess what? I'm like, well, what's going on, buddy? He was all excited. He goes, I was choking. I was like, what? Like, no, seriously, I almost died. And I'm like, what happened? He goes, well, I was choking. And then someone yelled, give him the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> and of course someone did intervene and and he's okay thank god everything was fine but it was funny because later on come to find out that it was you that yelled give him the highlight maneuver uh which <laughs> which is pretty incredible but we didn't we then uh we we were we were at top golf and then that's when we went to a stall to hit some golf balls and i I think you were talking to AD about that whole incident, but I, I, I didn't see him, but I heard your voice and right away I, I connected the dots. I was like, Oh, that sounds like Jamie, the person on that podcast that I just listened to two weeks ago that had that incredible story. And (laughs) right. And so I, that's when I turned around and introduced myself. And I remember, I remember saying, hi, you're Jamie. You're, Oh, did you, did you watch the podcast? And I said, no, I just, I just put connected all the all the crazy dots and and there we were. So <laughs> it's so funny to kind of go back and relive these little moments, right? Because for most, they just seem like little moments, and then you go on your day and you forget about it. Yes, I've... but but I feel like we now have an eye for paying attention to cues, right? You kind of paying. Into the subtle cues, kind of have to. You kind of develop that. That again, it's another another step in the awareness, right? Yeah, and so you allowed yourself to be open to the experience of one arate, two listening to the podcast, three even coming up to me and saying hello. Glad AD is good. Yeah, that was <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, you were dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. but Honestly, had it not been for him, you know, potentially choking, I'm not sure we all kind of would have intermingled and had a conversation. And the universe, right? That everything happened for a reason because there's no one else that I would have rather sat down and have a conversation with than than the people that I did. You, Cedric, and Ad. Yeah. such a profound encounter that I had with you guys that I wouldn't change it for the life of me because now such beautiful relationships built from that, but the depth of the relationship is right. most important. Right. And, and to touch on that, that dinner. So that's, that's the background. That's how we met. We were, and we were kind of in the same boat, like, wow, this is, this is, this is amazing. Um, 
you know, we were just three dudes from California coming out to hang out. And now we're having dinner with Jamie and uh, Ryan. I think it's Ryan. Yeah. And we're having dinner. And that's when we started talking about some of the magic, right? Uh, we started talking about your intuition and, and, and kind of diving into that. And, you know, it's really cool hearing from your side that it was, a, you know, that that dinner, you know, had a had a profound effect, you know, because on my side, as you very well know, and the reason why, you know, we stayed connected and, and why I wanted to have you on the show to share this story and share this part of the journey of my life is during that time, um, you know, I was going through my my own growth. I'm going through my personal development journey, but more. But at the time where I was, I wasn't. I, I lacked awareness in in uh, in a lot of different areas, but where I was was um, this was back in this was only right. It was only back in March, I believe, and during that time, business is going very well. I'm almost done with seventy five hearts. I'm losing weight. I'm I'm you know kicking ass and taking names. Right, everything's going well as far as I could tell. Right, and I remember um, you know just feeling like I had it. I had it all going. Um, and I was so focused on mindset, right? That's all I was focusing on was mindset and fortitude and grit and getting past 75 hard and becoming this monster and, you know, dominate and get it. And that's, that's all I was focusing on. I thought that was what personal development was, right? And then you and I sit down, we're having dinner and you tell us about the, you, you have this really good intuition about reading people and we, we were all like little kids. Oh, what do you do me? Talk about me. What do you feel about me? <laughs> And uh, if if you you want to tap in on here, I'd love to hear your perspective on that because, and then we could kind of go into it. Well, I don't even know if you noticed that over the past, I wouldn't say like four minutes, I keep feeling my eyes like wallow up in tears, and then I'm like, <laughs> nope, we're not crying right now, and then it wallows back up. I don't think that I have an explanation for my ability to feel and read people. Um, I don't even remember how that conversation came up around the dinner table. I feel like Ryan, Ryan's one of my clients. And I remember her bringing up the fact that I went in, I ripped some shit out. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> and I remember you guys really curious about that. And so we're going around the table and they're like, all right, read me, read me. And I remember when it came to you, Armando, we were sitting there and I just looked at you and yeah, you looked put together and you had your shit together and you still have your shit together. But in the same token, you weren't present. Mm. You weren't there. Right. Your body was there, but your mind was not. You were checked out thinking about the next thing. Years and years and years and years of the stacking. And I looked you in the eye and I was like, hey, you're good, but if you don't take a second, you are going to burn out and mm. your everything is going to go up in flames, essentially. Yeah. And you're like, cool. Sounds good, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I, and I got to say when you, cause yeah, the words you use were, were, you need to just be, and I go, just be. And I, th I took that like, you know what? She's absolutely right. I need to go home. I need to grab my whiteboard and I need to figure out how to scale my business, how to generate more income, how to grow my team, how to become a better leader. That's what I, it's the, the next evolution in my business. I had absolutely zero emotional intelligence. And, and I say that openly now because that's kind of what we're getting toward, where we're going, where we're heading to in this conversation. And 
I, well, a few months later, <laughs> after that conversation, I remember, uh, and I, I shared it on the on the previous episode, I had this minor, it's not minor, I don't want to belittle it. I had a customer service issue that could have been easily avoided. It was just a simple miscommunication. We threw away some building material that uh, the owner of the property re- had you know, wanted us to communicate prior to throwing that building material away. So it's something that does happen in our industry. Um, um, in as long as I've been doing it, it's, it's come up a few times. Um, not anyway. So I remember being absolutely crushed, uh, that, that we failed to deliver, you know, the, the top level customer service that we strive for. And I remember, um, again, just like, man, I just remember this honestly borderline depression, right? Like I was just like really upset. And I say that borderline depression because it didn't go away after just like the day that I, you know, I, I, I talked to the customer, try to make it right. It, it didn't go well. He wasn't content with the outcome. And I talked to my team. We, we, we went over all the business side of things. Like we talked to hashed it out. What can we do better? You know, let's put this system in place. Like all good. But that stuck with me, that bad feeling like stuck with me. And I'm like, why is this bothering me so much? And I already had the answer in my head. I'm like, oh, well, um, I just need to go work out. <laughs> right? I just need to go work out. I need to move the body, change my physiology, change my state. Right. And, and I'm like, and then I just got to get my gratitude journal out and, and write some things I'm grateful for so I could change my perspective and I'll be good to go. Well, what happened was I was realizing that I was just checking boxes. I wasn't feeling right. I wasn't allowing myself to feel because I never processed any of the emotion as you had indicated from all the success to even, I mean, any, any emotions, you know? Uh, throughout my life, I've always just been kind of either really happy or mad. And that's all I ever really known. And so all of a sudden, I the, I guess, I don't know, the bottle got, got filled to the top and that customer service issue knocked me down. But when I went, when I say knock me down, I, I, I started getting anxiety and I never experienced anxiety before, but I remember just this feeling like I could like, you know, I just felt really horrible and at night, it finally happened. I had a panic attack and I'm like, what in the world's going on? I could hear my heartbeat in my head. And I'm like, why is this happening? Like I've, I've dealt with customer service issues in the past, even in prior employments. That was my role as an operations manager. So why does this have me down so bad? And I couldn't figure it out. And thank God I surround myself with good coaches and mentors. But the first call I made was to you, <laughs> right? And I remember calling you and what what did you say? <laughs> I don't even remember what I said, but it was something along the lines of like, okay, like you didn't listen to me. Not, and I told you so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that, but it was kind of like a welcome to the shitstorm that I said would be coming. Um, but it was with so much love. Yeah, at the same time, you know, like I want to preface that I'm not God, right? I could say something, it can very well not be that at all. And I'm really grateful that you did come to me when it did happen, because this is what happens. People hire me because they think that I'm going to just help them go make more money or they hire me because they're like, yeah, I just want to gain more clients or make more money. And I'm like, that sounds great. And that's the surface level. But the things that's blocking you from receiving that right now is actually the deeper stuff you're not willing to look at. Mm. It had nothing to do with the customer service stuff. Right. It was your feeling of inadequacy. 
of not being able to do the job correctly, which then spiraled into a deeper meaning of how that was created for you in childhood, where that story even stemmed from in the first place. And our goal was to get down to the root so that we can give it the empathy. We can give that former version of you the empathy and the love and the compassion and the witnessing that they needed to heal the boy so that the man can appear. And that's what we did in the process is we understood where it stemmed from and we began the work of overcoming it so that that wound was no longer a wound, but it can heal over. And you can begin the evolution of the continued expansion. That's wild. <laughs> it's it's amazing, right? And this, and, and it's funny. So we, at that point, that that was like a whole, it was like the veil was lifted, right? And this new awareness came in and personal development turned into so much more. Uh, it turned into the real journey where you do realize that there's more to it than the mindset. You do understand what Sharma said when he says heart set, soul set, health set. And, and it just became this incredible journey. And, um, you know, uh, again, thanks to good mentors and coaches and surrounding myself with people that align with, with, with my purpose and, and with just good humans, um, I was able to kind of do the work and I'm still not done. And that's the beauty of it, right? It's never finished. Right. But, uh, here we are, you know, seven months after that initial meeting in St. Louis. And, uh, I think I'm a little bit more aware. <laughs> I think I'm a little bit different. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, I want to say it's been beautiful to witness. It's been really beautiful to watch you evolve. And it's, I want to, I want to talk about the unmute event when we were sitting next to each other a month ago at this point. All right. Oh my God, this cracked me up so, so much. We're sitting next to each other at, um, um, one of our friend Matt's events. And it was so funny because he looked <laughs> over at me. We're not, we were talking already, but we kind of stopped talking for a minute and like doing our own thing. And he just turns over and he goes, so uh, I just did a cacao ceremony and I look at him <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> and it was in that moment though, that I, I was so proud of you because the version of you months prior to say I did a cacao ceremony. Yeah. And for some of you who don't know what that is, ceremonial cacao is an opportunity for you to dive deeper into meditation. It's the ability to um, activate more senses within yourself and, and just go deeper. And so by you doing that means that you had to study more of the work and you did the work of finding more resources. And so the light, the energy of you is different from when I met you to now. And I take zero credit for that, but I am really grateful that I was able to say a couple of things to you, which then gave you the ability to, to make all of these shifts yourself because change doesn't happen unless you're willing to do it. And you're a testament of doing the work. And I'm, I'm really, really um, grateful to be someone that gets to witness it. I appreciate that. That's a big compliment and, and, yeah, my skin's tightening, and, and but you know it's it's like we were talking about just before going on the you know getting on the on the show here, it it's it's a testament to implementation of 
of what we're learning, right? Of the content that we're consuming, of you know, actually putting in the work and 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 going through this, going actually, you know, going through it. Uh, because so many times, you know, we 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 go out somewhere, we go to a conference, we go to a meeting, we go, we talk to coaches, we go to these masterminds, and we feel all the warm and fuzzies because of the release of the endorphins and our dopamine rush. And we take no action and we don't change. I, I totally attribute, you know, how quickly I've been able to grow, um, though I still have a lot more growth to do. Uh, but by the ability to implement quickly, I'm almost like addicted to the implementation. <laughs> and that's spot on. So many people are personal development junkies, but they never personally develop. That's it. They get into this mentality that they've already done the work, so they're above it. So they'll continue to attend it and just be someone that speaks about, oh, how great it is, but they actually aren't living it. They aren't living in it. They're just preaching it. They're speaking Mm. it. You've seen those people. You've experienced what that feels like when you're hearing it from somebody. You can see it when someone isn't embodying what they preach on. Absolutely. And so that's, that's where we're at is we are in a place in a day and an age where you have to speak and you've got to walk it and you've got to be it. And so when I was telling you to be, you were doing all of the things that it takes, but you weren't being, mm. you didn't believe that that's who you actually were. Right. And now it's this beautiful embodiment where it I, you are pulled together. And yes, we all have work. I'm not above it, right? Mm. Honestly, I, I truly believe that like, the best coaches and the best leaders are those who are still going through the hardest stuff, but this is the differentiating factor. We are the implementers. Right. The difference is that when something comes up, we use our resources to take action and we don't use that as an anchor. So many people get stuck and they get hung up on the the thoughts, the beliefs, they start to spiral, but we see it and we're like, okay, cool. This is, this is what I'm feeling. What do I need to do to overcome this? What's the belief? What's the story that I'm telling myself? How can I shift this? And then let me get to work. It's the action behind it, right? Yeah. That bandwidth, the ability to take action is where the the empowerment comes into play. That's where the coaches become the coaches. Mm. That's where they separate themselves, right? That's why you want to hire them. It's because you see them going through it but they're just, it's not affecting them how it would affect you. And those are the types of people that I want to model. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that hits hard, <laughs> especially now, right? Especially in today's time. <laughs> yeah. No, that's incredible. How, so one one thing that I was, so I was looking at your, um, you know, I was on, on your website and, and looking at it and obviously, you know, for me, it was just that spark and that spark turned into a flame. And and here we are, right? Trying to burn the whole, <laughs> the whole world down. <laughs> so for the people that, 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 you know, seek your coaching, can we talk about purpose? Cause that's such a huge thing. Right. And it, it seems like how, how do you help? And you don't have to give, you know, cause obviously this is, this is what you do. So I don't expect you to give the whole, the whole, you know, uh, Kool-Aid out right now, but how do you help people identify what their purpose is? Cause that's just so that, that to me, when I saw that, it's just like, it speaks volumes to me because I know that once you're in alignment with your purpose, the whole game changes. 
right? Yeah. So your purpose is actually rooted in your values. And so the process that I take people on is called a breakthrough session. And it's actually over three days. And the first day is me uncovering all of your belief systems, all of your desires, all of your fears, all of the limiting beliefs, all of the traumas or anything and everything. Like, I want to know whether you wake up on the left side or the right side of the bed. I want to know every detail about you. I want to pretend that if I were you for a day, I would know exactly how to communicate with somebody else that I'd know how to treat my partner, that I'd know the dynamic between my parents and myself and my siblings as the other person. And so day one is bringing up all of the operating system. It's all of the strategies and the belief systems of these clients. And then day two is completely getting rid of the belief systems in the area that we're working on, in the area of life, I should say. Oftentimes, um, my clients, my the women that I work with are female entrepreneurs most mm-hmm. of the time. And so likely, in more cases than not, it will be around career. And so we're breaking down all of the belief systems around money, all of the belief systems around um, them not having a hard time finding clients, which is often rejection from something greater, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so going through and, and we actually reframe every belief. And we get rid of every um, every fear. Mm. What happens is you take someone, you rip them of all of the old belief systems, you reprogram and install new belief systems that are empowering and those um, belief systems that successful people use and you instill it into them and they begin to believe that they are that, right? Yeah. And so the process of, uncovering who they've actually always been. I want you to ask yourself, who are you beneath all of the limitations that other people placed upon you? And that gets me emotional. And this is why I love what I do. Because once you realize that you are not the limitations that your parents placed on you because of fear, you are not the limitations or, or a victim to the circumstances that you've experienced in your life, but you have the ability to create beauty out of all of it. That's where purpose comes in. And so what we do is we understand why they do what they do. And we understand their drivers and their value system. And your purpose is actually rooted in your values. It's what's important to you. Some people say, well, I want to be able to um, help charitable causes and and help children. I I love children. I want to be able to give back. I want to be able to pour into people. I want to be able to make money somehow off of that. Cool. We are able to create a beautiful future goal with that information that they've given me based off of the stories that they've told me. (laughs) That's purpose. We've just taken your image of life. We've went in an airplane and looked down on it and we've created a map. And that map is now used for good. That's powerful. (laughs) It just, it gets me choked up because I love what I do. And in order to love what I do, I had to love the person that's doing it. And so many people are walking through life not knowing their purpose 
And every day that that happens, I've got more work to do. Mm. I've got more lives to change. And that doesn't weigh me down. That encourages me and inspires me to take more action and to serve more people. Because it's 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 the it's the lives that change. And it's the difference between someone walking in hunched over and kind of like whatever about life, feeling hopeless and defeated to walking out with their shoulders back and having fucking hope yes. for the first time in their life. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, you have a way of uh, being felt even through Zoom. <laughs> I'm just a little sobbing mess over here. Oh, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> that's passion. You know, that, that's, that is purpose for me. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And it shows, right? And, and, and it's felt. And I was honored when I had you come on into our in-person mastermind um, a few weeks ago or a month ago. Uh, because again, it's, I know you're going to bring it because you're driven by that passion and that purpose. And it's, it's funny. It, it, it's such a profound thing, purpose, right? It's so huge. And I think a lot of people, including myself, we don't know where to start with that at times. Right. I mean, what I thought my purpose was back in, you know, in March, I actually, I didn't, I don't, I think other than just trying to be the best father to my kids and the best husband to my wife, I mean, you know, and that's a great purpose in itself. Uh, not trying to downplay that or belittle it, but beyond that, I really wasn't thinking anything else. And I had to do a lot of overcoming of a lot of different um, issues and traumas, you know, from limiting beliefs to how I thought about money, you know, growing up lower middle class, um, you know, money's the root of all evil, <laughs> right? Uh, and that was all early in the journey. But as we kind of go down this rabbit hole, you started uncovering all these different things. And, you know, what would you say, how would you encourage someone to kick the beehive, so to speak? I love that expression. Chris always throws that out there when, when he talk about shadow work, kicking the beehive, you know, un, like not shying away from that trauma. What's the encouragement to get someone to do that shadow work, to dive into it if they're being called to at their time? Because I know you also have to be in time and ready for it too, right? Yeah. Everybody has the moments that they decide, right? Sometimes it may take a year, five years, 10 years, but eventually you're going to hit a moment. And that moment is a hell or high water. You got to figure it out. Something's got to change because if nothing changes, nothing changes. And so many people are in this cycle and the cycle sucks. Mm. And everybody feels the pull to get out of the cycle because they would rather be a victim than be the overcomer because that's been their story and their identity for so long. But the first thing you have to question is your identity. So if you aren't fulfilled with where you are in your life, you've got to question your identity. You've got to get down to who you are as a person. And so many people don't change because they believe that they're, this is their personality. But Dr. Joe Dispenza says this so well. And he says, your personality shapes your personal reality. Hmm. So if you want to change your personal reality, you have to be willing to change your personality. And that comes with identity. Who are you right now? Who do you no longer want to be? And you've got to get really honest with yourself. You've got to break down every little thing that you don't like about yourself. All of it. You've got to be willing to burn it to the ground. 
And the best way to do it is to jump all in. Because if you tiptoe, doubt will take you out. Your fears will completely engulf you and you will be running back to victimhood. The best way to do it is in community with those who are doing it too. Because then you know, hey, this is going to happen. You will feel terrified. It will feel like you're dying. Yeah. <laughs> Parts of you are dying. That's what happens when you're changing identity. That part of you will no longer exist. And that's okay if it's okay with you. But you have to get to a point where when you are choosing to let go of that, you have to be willing to confront what the other side of it looks like. For me, I had to release all of the labels that were placed on me in my life. I had to let go of the victim. I had to let go of the one that felt bad about my abuse. I had to let go of even saying that I was a victim to sexual abuse. I am not a victim of sexual abuse. The former version of me was abused, but I'm not a victim of it. I'm an overcomer of it. Yes. I'm a victor of it. I'm a, I'm a, liver right i'm not a survivor i am a liver i'm living my life that's just part of my story that's part of my old story that's not even who i am do you see what i'm saying i do i do yeah willing to just realize that all of this is just data and you have to be willing to either take the data and use it or have the data use you Absolutely. That's, that's some high level shit, Jamie. <laughs> Is this going to be one of those three hour ones? <laughs> We're going to be through all day? <laughs> no, it's, it's, you know, it, it's just, it's so amazing. I, I hear you and I see you and I know what that journey feels like though. We all have our own traumas and regardless of whether it's something like, there's no trauma that's bigger than someone else's, right? It, 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 to each their own trauma. But it's just amazing what's on the other side of that once you do go through it and, you know, what the life that you're going to live by, going, you know, by putting in the work. It's just um, it's just amazing hearing hearing you talk about it through the lens of someone that's kind of gone through it and going through the work and, you know, it's pretty cool and to sit here you know to have you on the show and talk about it and share it is incredible because i think that there's gonna be listeners who have felt this you know felt the calling to work through it or have wanted to work through it but don't know where to turn don't know where to start or don't even know what it is that they're thinking that they need over you know like to even they never even heard of this stuff but at the same time like it's hitting right now and 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 i you know they ought to sit in it for a minute. Right. And it's just incredible. Um, I, you know, Jamie, it's pretty cool. You're, you're our first guest via zoom here in the studio. (laughs) So if you pan out, you know, so Alex, you put her here, (laughs) but it's, it's pretty cool because it's, um, I, I wanted to, um, reserve that, that type of, you know, this type of, um, show just you know seldomly use it to something you know something that had this type of magnitude but i think this warrants it and more and um yeah i'm just blown away right now (laughs) so grateful that we one are having this conversation but two i i want to preface to people that 
you may hear my story and you may be like, man, she went through a lot. I didn't go through a lot. My story is not that story. I have nothing to even complain about. And then you start to gaslight your experiences and you start to say, no, it's not that bad. That's just you suppressing it Mm. more. And I want you to feel validated in what you're feeling. And if there are things that you are finding that are blocking you, yes, we can push through it and we can go through the whole mental toughness thing, but there will be a point where you're going to want to understand yourself. Yes. The tool that I do helps people understand themselves and see themselves through the lives of lives or the eyes of compassion. It's through the eyes of love. It's through the eyes of forgiveness and empathy, right? If you can't understand yourself, you can't expect other people to understand you. It's no wonder why relationships fail, right? It's no wonder why there is such a divide in people nowadays is because people are walking around as confused vessels. They have no idea what they're doing in life. They have no idea who they are. They're lacking identity. So they're trying to change to the other identity and hope that they're going to find it, find that some of them don't. And then they're still confused. Mm. So we can go to the root and understand what, what your identity is, who you are as a person, what's important to you, what your drivers are, what are the things that are holding you back and where you want to go. When you have that level of clarity, you're able to see the vision of the future clear. Yes. You're able to put the navigation into your phone and say, take me here, take me to California. But if I were to tell you, hey, just get in your car and start driving to California and hopefully you get there, you have no idea how to get there. But when we clear the path and we put it into our GPS system of our mind, of our soul, of our physical body, right? Mm. When we program that for success, the only variable is success. And the only work you have to do is take action. That's it. Yes. Uh, No, that's, 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 um, again, profound. And on the other side of that, again, I I go back to that because I want to really highlight that it's fucking worth it. (laughs) Right. A bit. <laughs> Unless you're happy being where you're at, cool, live it up. <laughs> right, and but going through this work, you know, the, you know, to tie it back into entrepreneurship, right? Because you know, this is kind of part of what we do is talk about the entrepreneurial journey that I'm going through, and then share other guests and that kind of thing. It's having done the shadow work or having accepted the fact that I have to do some shadow work and have that level of awareness going through it and becoming whole, becoming the best version of yourself in those aspects, the heart set, the mindset, the soul set, the health set, it enabled me. And I'm sure it would enable anyone who goes through this process to become a better leader for your team, a better, um, a better service provider to your customers. You know, the uh, empathy has always been a strong seat of mine uh, when it comes to disaster, you know, cleanup, restoration, this type of stuff that I do, because, you know, we're coming in when shit hit the fan, so to speak. But truly having the emotional intelligence and awareness has allowed me to like to touch them deeper, touch our clients deeper, touch our team deeper and connect with them emotionally to really make them feel what it is that we're trying to convey in our business. And that again is the, you know, the tie in between going through this, this work 
um, and, and entrepreneurship. But the be- most beautiful thing is that it's not just with business. It's also with my marriage. It's also as a father. It's also, you know, I have to, to my two daughters. Right. And that was kind of the big, the big indicator for me, or the, the biggest thing that I had to realize it was the fact that I, I am a father to, to two beautiful daughters, to two beautiful girls and to be able to connect with them emotionally in a time in a, of a generation where we were taught to suppress our emotions, um, that I think this has been the greatest gift from doing the work. Right. And, um, yeah. And, and, and you played a part in that and I'm grateful for you. <laughs> and that means a lot, but it's, it's true. It pours over into every area of our life. And the truth is if we don't do the work, we're going to end up pouring it on our kids to have to do it for us. Yes. And what a that would be. Yes. Right. And when it comes to business, being able to hold a level of leadership, but also a level of emotional intelligence to support either your clients or your customers or the people that you interact with. The number one thing we do is, is network and interact with people. Right. People are core of everything. And unfortunately people are full of stuff. Mm-hmm. So if we are experiencing stuff and our stuff triggers our clients' stuff, we've just completely misaligned on communication. So if we can begin the work of healing ourselves, that will pour over into every single bucket of our life. It's no separate. And we are no separate from one another. We are no separate from the different areas of our life. And it truly is what happens when you begin to do the work. Absolutely amazing. Jamie, I know you have uh, other things going on. Um, And thank you for bearing with us during, you know, through the technical difficulties, but look how great you look on the big screen. (laughs) (laughs) What what I'm going to do with your permission is I want to go ahead and share your contact info, uh, socials and and that kind of thing. So, so if anyone that's interested in working with you, are you taking clients? Do you, what do you got going on in terms of that? Do you want to share anything about your, I'm thinking about remind her, but uh, do you have anything to share? Yeah. So gosh, we've got like 30 different offers within my coaching practice, but it depends on the type of person. So whether somebody wants to come in and they need the one-on-one support, by all means, we are about to launch in a couple of um, months an in-person event, but then we also have in-person VIP sessions where we do our breakthrough sessions in person as well. And then of course, we've got some group coaching experiences where Remind Her is actually one of them. Those are for my female entrepreneurs who are looking to up their game and understanding that some things are holding them back and they're willing to do the deep work so that they can reach the new heights that they're, they're looking to receive in life and in business. That's incredible. I will share all your links and anything else that you want me to put out there. Jamie Herena, thank you so much. I, I, um, this is, this is, this one's special. You, uh, you basically came on and, and put on a, a coaching clinic here. <laughs> uh, uh, again, yeah, yeah. Uh, but thank you so much. Um, we're going to obviously be continuing to, uh, to do the work and be in touch. And I'm excited to see, cause I know, I know where you're heading. <laughs> you're, you've been blowing up. You got your speaking. She's also a speaker, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I seen you had some, uh, some events, uh, already this, or this year, we're already almost, you're already getting yeah. booked out for next year. Is what I meant to say. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's been an incredible journey between my coaching practice, speaking. I'm also um, launching some things in the new year. I'm not going to talk about it yet, but we've got a handful of new things that are going to be coming out this next year. And it's going to be really profound, really impactful that I, I want people to not only tune into, but to be able to experience. You don't uh, know what you're missing until you witness it. Mm. And then you're like, where has this been all of my life? I felt like I needed this, right? And so really it's just going to be more stepping stones for change, but also more stepping stones for community. That's it. And we're also, I'm going to, I'm going to put this out there because, you know, we're going to manifest it, but we already know we're working towards bringing, bringing Jamie out to Sacramento um, this coming or, or September, 2024 for a national conference. And so we'll, uh, we'll keep you guys up to date on that as that unfolds. But Jamie, thank you again for taking the time. I'm glad that we were able to sit down and share this conversation and um, we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. We crushed it sick and all, Armando. We- <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. We did tell him we were also both battling colds. coughing. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate you. Until next time. Thank you.